For any size gift before Ash Wednesday, February 14th, we'll send you my 2024 Lenten devotional booklet. Make a secure online donation at thewordendures.org or make your check payable to The Word Endures and send it to Box 616, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. And we'll send you my new devotional book for Lent, By Your Holy Cross. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is brought to you in part by the Lutheran Heritage Foundation. LHF is a recognized service organization of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, dedicated to translating and publishing the books of our Lutheran faith into more than 100 languages for our Christian brothers and sisters around the world. Learn how you can take part in their work at lhfmissions.org. Welcome to The Word of the Lord Endures Forever with Pastor Will Whedon. Cindy asked me once if I wanted to be buried in Richardsville. I thought about it and told her no, but I hope to be laid to rest in Hamill, Illinois at St. Paul's Cemetery. In Richardsville is where my family by nature is buried, but here in Hamill, among these saints, is where our life has been lived. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is a daily verse-by-verse Bible study with the church, past and present. Pastor Whedon is leading us in a study of the book of Ruth. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Greetings, people loved by God. In our previous study, recall that Naomi had heard that the Lord had visited his people and that Bethlehem again had food. This decides the matter for her. She's headed home. All Moab held for her were graves of her family. She starts out with her two daughters-in-law, but before they'd gone too far, Naomi seeks to release both girls from any sense of obligation to her. She urges them both to go back to their mother's houses and prays the Lord's blessing upon them for all their kindness to her and to the dead, asking that they might find new husbands. As she tries to kiss them goodbye, the two younger women lift up their voices in weeping and protest that they will return with Naomi to her people. She points out to them the folly of this. It's not like she could give them other husbands. Even if she were to conceive that night, they would not wait for a son to be born and then grow up. And Naomi says, in any case, she's too old to have a husband, probably indicating that she was entering the change of life. Remember, in view through this whole exchange was the Leverate Law. Naomi expresses her sorrow that the Lord's hand being against her had brought grief on these two young women. After more tears, Orpah heads back home. Ruth, however, sticks tight to Naomi. A reading from Ruth, the first chapter, beginning at the 15th verse. And she said, See, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. And your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there will I be buried. May the Lord do so to me and more also if anything but death parts me from you. And when Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more. Ruth 1, verses 15 through 18. 
Let us pray. Lord God, bless your word wherever it is proclaimed. Make it a word of power and of peace to convert those not yet your own and to confirm those who have come to the saving faith. May your word pass from the ear to the heart, from the heart to the lip, and from the lip to the life, that as you have promised your word may achieve the purpose for which you sent it. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Ready to meditate on the beautiful words of today's reading? Let's give them our attention. Verse 15. And she said, See, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. While Orpah had departed at Naomi's urging, Ruth had refused to let go of her mother-in-law. While it's understandable that Naomi would encourage Ruth to return to her people, it's quite perplexing that she would urge her to return to her gods. Being an Israelite, she knew well the exclusive claims of Yahweh enshrined in the first commandment. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. No other gods was what he demanded of his people always. Now, the principal god of the Moabites was called Chemish. See, for example, 1 Kings 11, verse 7. Perhaps for Naomi, her grief had just gotten the better of her. Or maybe she was thinking, what was the use of worrying about serving Yahweh only when Yahweh permitted the death of those who served him faithfully, like Elimelech, like Kilian and Malan? If such fearful thoughts were indeed in her heart, it appears that Ruth had learned the faith better than she. Verse 16. But Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave you. Or to return from following you. Through her husband, through her mother-in-law, Ruth had come to know something of the God of Israel. Maybe their family's way of life was so different from what she had been used to among the Moabites that she knew there was no going back now. So Ruth begs Naomi to cease and desist from attempting to leave her behind She wasn't going to allow that. She wasn't going to stop following her mother-in-law. And I think that following there is bigger than just walking behind her. It meant also following the ways Naomi had taught, observing the Sabbath, thanking God morning and evening, supplicating him for every need that arose. She wasn't about to turn her back on this new life she'd come to experience with her adopted Israelite family. She makes it very clear. Verse 16 continued. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God my God. Home, for Ruth, was no longer a place, a location on the map. Home was just being with Naomi, wherever that would happen to be, wherever she wandered, wherever she stayed. It reminds me very much of the way the disciples also came to view home as just being with Jesus, 
Ruth's descendant. Though he himself had said in Matthew 8, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head, the fact of the matter is, the disciples found their home in being with him wherever he happened to be staying. His company was all that they wanted. That's just like Ruth with Naomi. Sixth and seventh century church father Isidore of Sevilla saw in Ruth's behavior here a picture of the church herself. He wrote, Now let us look at Ruth, for she is a type of the church. First, she is a type because she is a stranger from the Gentile people who renounced her native land and all things belonging to it. She made her way to the land of Israel, for the church is called from the Gentiles in just this way, leaving her native land, which is idolatry, and giving up all earthly associations. She confesses that he in whom the saints believed, is the Lord God, and that she herself will go where the flesh of Christ has ascended after his passion, and that, on account of his name, she would suffer in this world unto death, and that she will unite with the company of saints, that is, the patriarchs and prophets. This company, by virtue of which she, that is Ruth, might be joined to the longed-for saints from the lineage of Abraham, Moses revealed to us in the canticle, saying, Rejoice, you nations, with his people. Pour forth what you believe. Exalt with those who were first chosen for eternal joy. So we, people loved by God, even though we come from the Gentiles, we have been grafted into the people of Israel by our faith in Jesus, Ruth's descendant. Through him, his people became our people, his God, our God. Verse 17, where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. I get the draw of being buried with your people. I've probably mentioned it before, but my family is overwhelmingly from a little village in Virginia, partway between Culpeper and Fredericksburg, called Richardsville. Across the street from Richardsville United Methodist Church, where my sister still attends and numerous cousins, there is a cemetery. My mom and dad are buried there. One of my brothers is buried there. Both sets of my grandparents are buried there. My mom's grandparents are buried there. Almost all my aunts and uncles are there, and the ones that are not are mostly buried in the same village across the street from Oakland Baptist Church, all except for one great-great-grandmother who is buried, oddly enough, behind the Methodist Church. Cindy asked me once if I wanted to be buried in Richardsville. I thought about it and told her no, that I hoped to be laid to rest in Hamill, Illinois, at St. Paul's Cemetery. In Richardsville is where my family by nature is buried. But here in Hamel, among these saints, is where our life has been lived. Cindy's mom is already buried there. Her dad will be too one day. This is our adopted home. That's how it was for Ruth, too. She was willing to be buried in her adopted land, the home of her new people, the land of the God she had come to know and worship. Verse 17 continued. May the Lord do so to me and more also, if anything but death parts me from you. Here, Ruth is placing herself under a curse 
if she ever were to leave Naomi's side for any cause except the death of one or the other. This is a common formula for a solemn vow in the Old Testament. Check out 1 Samuel 14, verse 44, 1 Kings 2, verse 23, or 2 Kings 6, verse 31. Verse 18, And when Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more. I can't help but picture the long stare between the two women, the stubborn look on Ruth's face, the astonishment on Naomi's. I can see them embracing for a long time, and then maybe Naomi taking Ruth by the hand as together they head up the road to Judah. Naomi had been quite selfless in urging the girls to go back. She would have been left all alone. But God had other plans, and so it would be together that the two women would face whatever the future would bring them. And Ruth was finally at peace, knowing that her mother-in-law would not try to send her away ever again, and so she'd be able to look after her all her days. And that's where we're going to stop for today. Next up, when the two women arrive at Bethlehem, they cause quite a stir. It's been 10 years after all. But still, folks recognize Naomi. At least they think they do. They ask each other, is that Naomi? She overhears them asking and tells them not to call her that anymore. Remember, Naomi meant pleasant. She tells them to call her Mara, which means bitter, because the Lord has dealt bitterly with her. She left full with a loving husband and two sweet boys. She comes back empty. No husband, no boys. She sees no point in pretending to pleasantness, so ditch the Naomi and just call her bitter for all the calamity that the Lord has brought upon her. But she didn't come back quite empty. She came back with her loyal Ruth, though a Moabite. It was the time of barley harvest. Till next time, people loved by God, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Word of the Lord Endures Forever with Pastor Will Whedon. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is a listener-supported program. You can donate by check. Make your check payable to The Word Endures and send it to Box 616, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. You can also make a secure online contribution at thewordendures.org. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is a production of LPR, Lutheran Public Radio.